Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am extremely excited to have you in with us today. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We want to thank you so much for joining us. We're excited about the show today. Um, and this is certainly the season when those uh, critters start to crawl and, and begin to be a nuisance for all. And today in studio with us, we have Michael Harris with Wildlife Solutions. Um, thank you so much, Michael, for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, one of the things when we created this show in 2011 is that we wanted to be the expert and have experts in in a variety of topics. So whether that be mortgages, whether that be anything that has to do with your home and your solution, uh, to use the name of your company, is vitally important for homeowners, right? Absolutely. So Mark is is absolutely known for finding solutions to problems for many different things, whether that mainly be, myself. <laughs> yeah, because he has been he has been the go to source for us when it comes to, you know, having we have Master Drive, we've had, you know, the energy series, we've had a variety of different people in. And we've had some other pest people in as well. But you're a unique find because Mark has a little situation at his house. And I guess that's how you met him. Before we get to talking to you, Michael, I'd like for Mark to describe how he met you and what he has going on at his house. Well, you know, part of our office does BNI, which mm -hmm. is the business network uh, kind of type of thing that mm -hmm. goes around uh, town. Jackie Gonzalez-Pullen is in BNI Group in the Knoxville office, and that's where I see all these different industries and people, and that's where so that's I saw your Michael. Secret. That's, that's my secret. secret. I go to BNI Groups, <laughs> and I find all these cool people. Right. And, and they in BNI, they stand up, and they give their their presentation. Mm -hmm. So you kind of weed out some that you want to do business with sure. and some that you might not. If they don't know how to talk, it's probably not a good <laughs> idea to do business. But Michael stood up, and so I, I kind of knew what he did, and then mm -hmm. I ran into a problem in my house where there was a very, very it large— you, kinda. It kind of ran into me. A very large groundhog, and it just needs to go. He's right. taken over my backyard. I've got a small grandchild so um needs to go that's about the same size as the groundhog uh, it's here. bigger the groundhog right. is bigger well <laughs> let's do this michael um we'll talk about your story in a moment uh, mark and the picture that you posted of the trap and we'll talk about how you're going to smoke it later but <laughs> it, it, before we get to that michael why don't you just give us sort of the overview of exactly what your company does well, uh, we are professional trappers. We are permitted by Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency, and uh, we deal with wildlife. We don't deal with any domestic animals, and uh, that is from uh, you know uh, skunks and raccoons and, and possums and snakes. I mean, if it's a, if it's wild uh, outside of a dog or cat, pretty much we deal mm -hmm. with it. Uh, TWR, there can be wild <laughs> dogs and cats too. I mean. Well, certainly, we certainly have coyotes in our area as well, oh, which is, which has become a, a very big problem, but. Um, yeah, we're we're there. We we under, we do animal damage control. We do everything from attic restoration to waste removal, mm -hmm. um, the exclusion, the trapping. Uh, we're there to solve the problem and give them a solution, not put a Band-Aid on the problem. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we do live in East Tennessee, and, uh, you know, we are building our homes uh, in, in, in the forest, so to speak. And uh, uh, just the chinks and armor uh, in uh, 
construction typically uh, will allow critters that you wouldn't normally think could get into your attic or your crawl space to uh, to make access mm-hmm. and uh, so we're there to actually assess the problem um, and propose a solution to the homeowner mm-hmm. when you look at all of the critters that are in east tennessee I mean, you just mentioned the list of them those are the most popular ones i mean you've you talk about your raccoons. You talk about um, the the mice. Even the, mm-hmm. I mean, we even there's rats in East Tennessee as well. Oh, big Norwegian uh, brand. Exactly. Uh, you betcha. Yeah. And and bats um, and and the variety yeah. of different critters that come in and, and and squirrels and snakes are some other of the of the um, things that come into people's homes. And people think, oh, raccoons, they're they're such a cute animal, or you know, oh, we shouldn't you know touch this or or, or remove that. But there are also diseases that you have to be cautious of as well. That's one of the reasons why you have to be very careful with what does get in your attic and what's living up there. Well, no doubt. Uh, these uh, We are in a rabies zone, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, the, the biggest uh, uh, contributor to rabies to the human species are bats. Mm. Um, these animals, uh, there are seven strains of what they call lepto. It's, a, it's an infection in their urine. Uh, so when they, they urinate in the yard or what have you, if your dog or your kids or you walk through it, step in it, your dog jumps up in your lap, you're susceptible to it as well. So a lot of things that come along with these guys that are not good. Mm. However, you know, they are uh, created by the, uh, the greatest creator out there, mm. and, uh, and they have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we But it's under- not to urinate in my yard. Well, <laughs> tell well you. <laughs> you know, they become a nuisance, all right? I mean, it's kind of hard to cohabitate with these guys, absolutely. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we understand them, and we understand uh, their habits and how they think. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so we're a little bit of a, kind of a step ahead of them most of the time. Let me ask you before we move forward, because, you know, you have to have a passion for doing what you do in life. And I feel that's, uh, I feel very strongly about that, whether that be what I do. I feel so strongly about what I do. I love what I do. I know Mark does managing people and just doing the helping people realize the American dream. And you also had experience in the mortgage business. Now, whether or not that's your passion or your calling, I'm not sure, but you're now doing something that obviously for you to have the knowledge that you have, I can tell just by talking to you and the intelligence and absolute knowledge of all of this, you know, this is something that you are very passionate about. You can just tell how, where does that come from? Is that something that you just had growing up? Um, or is that something that you learned or kind of explain that to me? Because I think that will be a basis for how people can relate to you. Well, you know, I grew up on a farm mm-hmm. and, uh, and we, we hunted and, and trapped and fished and, but we had all kinds of animals. You know, we mm-hmm. had uh, stables, we boarded horses in, we had a lot of cattle. Um, so, uh, an appreciation, I think for animals and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I love all animals and we, and we, we, if we didn't, we wouldn't do what we do. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, we try to be as humane as we possibly can. And, and you know, going back to my mortgage, you know, it's understanding structure. Mm-hmm. We understand from the, you know, we've ripped footers all the way to, you know, the shingles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we understand structure and a lot of people don't and mm-hmm. where animals like to go. And once they make it into the house where they may be going. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what we do is. If you this, were to equate an underwriter with a wild animal, what would you just, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but since I'm not in the mortgage business anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm only kidding, Diane. <laughs> But so you're right, though. I mean, you can certainly make parallels to 
that, right? As far as structure and understanding how things work and all of those things. And, and we just like messing with animals. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, it, what we do is there's something different every day. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the, the, the best office in the world. We're outside. Mm -hmm. For the most part, unless we're in a 150-degree attic, you right. know. Uh, uh, right but, you now, know, it's, I mean, you can't even get in some attics right now. Oh, we're in them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You have to have an oxygen mask uh, or something? No, but you just can't be in there more than about 15 minutes when mm -hmm. it's that kind of temperatures. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, I'll take a couple of showers a day sometimes and just because I'm so drenched. I hate to go to the next call. Do you, you have know? a mobile shower? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, he was asking about my hose in the backyard. <laughs> well, so, so the reason I wanted to frame that is because, you know, I always like to hear why people do what they do. So the backstory of your time on a farm and a farm, you know, there's a variety of domestic animals, not so much domestic, but animals that are supposed to be there. Right. That's right. Um, right. But there's also animals that are not supposed to be there. How did you guys address that even back then? Because you sort of had to cut your teeth, so to speak, on how to deal with uh, pesky animals. I'm sure maybe your dad or your mom or someone in your family, you know, kind of taught you the ropes on how you dealt with those things. Well, when you're feeding animals, you've got sweet feed and stuff like that. I mean, you know, but my dad always kept a couple of cats out of the barns. Mm. And, um, uh, but um, Was that to prevent certain animals well that's kind of keep the mice population okay, down okay. you know what have you but right. you know everything is with uh, with wildlife is about everything is a, a food source mm -hmm. okay i mean that's all they're doing every day is they're out foraging looking that's for their food. life so when people have bird feeders that are right next to their house mm -hmm. uh that is a, that's a bad Snake thing but pit. well it's going to be mm -hmm. yeah, that's what they don't realize now they've got the little rodents oh the chipmunks are so cute and what have you but they're not seeing the mice and the rats and, that's right and all the other things that tend to come along with it and if you don't address that problem you're exactly right the snakes mm -hmm. they're doing the same thing they're looking for a food source they're tasting the scent that these guys are leaving behind and they're going to come in as well so yeah. well well another thing too i mean I hear it all the time, you know, people post a picture of a snake, especially, you know, I guess it's like maybe summer, maybe midsummer when you start seeing those pictures um, on Facebook and, and all of that. And people say, oh, don't, you know, don't touch that. That's a, that's a good snake. You know, that's a rat snake. That's going to take care of this or that. And, and that on the surface is a great idea. But then, you know, if it's a four or five foot rat snake, you know, mothers are well, I say mothers, fathers too are a nervous lot of people freak out. because you've got kids and stuff. Are, is there a healthy amount of, of critters, you know, as far as for, from a, just a, um, I guess, a, a economical, that's not the word I'm looking for, um, from a standpoint of keeping everything in that environment the way it's supposed to. I mean, a rat snake's okay to have in your yard? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, in, in, in a, a, a black king snake. Um, I've got a picture on my phone of one that's about seven feet long that I wow. caught in a lady's house. And, you know, she was freaking out. Was it in Farragut? No. Okay. No, remember that one that yes. I showed you? Yes. Mark was, said I, it was a python. Well, the, the picture was a distorted look. Everybody, when you show a picture of somebody, they always say, oh, that's a python right there. It was huge. You need to call the zoo. Well, in fact, if you look at the, the, the black king snake, he has a constrictor head. And they'll keep poisonous snakes away. Mm -hmm. um, they will actually eat them. Oh, wow. Rattlesnakes, copperheads, and in East Tennessee, that's the two poisonous snakes that we have. Copperhead and the rattles. Yes. Okay. TWRA says we don't have cottonmouths, although a lot of people say, well, I saw a cottonmouth, but uh, typically they say it's a, a misidentification. Mm -hmm. uh, Which but, that doesn't surprise me. But, I mean, you know, you can, go, you, know. you can go south to about Calhoun and uh, west uh, to about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cookville over there, and you start picking them up again. 
Uh, so there's something about East Tennessee they don't particularly like. But mm-hmm. the uh, black king snakes, uh, you know, they don't look at, they don't even see us. We see them. They're so focused on tasting and trailing that food source that, you know, we're not a food source. So they could crawl right by you. They're not going to strike you. And in, in most cases, they're, they're fairly docile. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we handle them quite often. They only will see you when you start putting objects like in their path or touching them and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because they're so focused. Like I say, that's just their, their main uh, drive every day is just finding food. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, so having the uh, non-poisonous snakes around certainly is, is a plus. Because without them, you then you leave the uh, a void for the poisonous snakes to come in. But we see also, like uh, in Boy Scouts, when we go to Roan County and things like that, we've seen corn snakes or things like that. What yeah. about the non, you know, the other types of snakes that are out there? Will they strike you? Are they garter lot, snakes and those types of things? Sure, a lot of them may strike scary at you. Garter snakes. <laughs> well, you know, and anytime they strike, it, 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 it's just a natural reaction. It, to me, you know, it's sure. it, it, it's a hesitation, so to speak. But they will all strike if given, a, the, you know, if you put them in a situation or grab them. Uh, some of them are a little more, uh, you know, have a little more attitude than others. But if you handle them gently, typically, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, we have, uh, you know, we've even got 72-inch snake tongs. So we can reach back in an area and drag one out, (laughs) you know, we've different sizes, but that's the longest that we have. So, uh, but we, uh, you know, TWRA requires us, you know, poisonous snakes and we catch Mm -hmm. one. We have to euthanize them on site immediately. Matter of fact, we we can't even, we can't even transport a live poisonous snake anymore, which is some of the new changes. We're going to talk more about that. We're coming to the end of this first segment. We um, are really excited to have Michael Harrison here today with Wildlife Solutions, talking to us all about the critters and how we manage them and what this is all about. So guys, join us back here, right here on the Housing Hour, right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm here with our executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith, and also Michael Harris. Um, He is with uh, Wildlife Solutions, and we want to thank you guys for stepping into the Housing Hour today while we tackle these very, very pesky issues. And uh, Mark um, had uh, found this gentleman, which he's, gosh, I really like the, the knowledge that he has, mm-hmm. the sort of the command of the issues. It's, it's good to hear. Um, when you're working in this area, I mean, when you're needing a, a solution, you don't want somebody to come out and say, well, uh, I don't know, we could strike some fireworks down there and hopefully, you know, <laughs> you want somebody that just absolutely knows what's going well, on. Well, and the other thing is you don't want to be doing this yourself, honestly, because oh, there's I don't a want lot to do of anything law. myself. Well, you know, actually, it's probably a good one to ask Michael about why Why don't I trap it myself? I could save the, the, the headache and the money of you coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you certainly can, and a lot of people do that. Um, the problem is is that when you what are you going to do with him when you catch him well i just take him to my neighbors and relay something yeah yeah well that's part of the problem because we are in a rabies zone and twra if they were to catch you releasing an animal uh you are going to be hating life i can i can assure you really yes well you may be taking an infected animal into an uninfected area 
mm-hmm. and you're just spreading that. So that because we are in a rabies zone, you know they they can't uh, you know they're not, they can trap them, but they're not supposed to be taking them. If they don't euthanize them, they're not supposed to be releasing them. Right. And another thing is, I mean, yeah, I guess you have cages down in your basement for some reason. I'm not. I'm scared to find no, out why. I, I don't. But it's not as if people have traps and stuff. Just you like can buy them at Home Depot. Okay. Sure. Well, that's fine. Supplies, sure. But then, what are you going to do? I mean, like you said, you need to know how to bait them, how to release them, and there's a whole thing that goes into the preparation and where to put it and all that. So yes, you could probably still trap them, but to have all of the other extra benefits of having a professional, because then you've established a relationship with a wildlife specialist. If you have other issues, you can simply call him up and he's going to say, oh, well, you've used me in the past and you kind of know the area. So you have to, just like in mortgages, you have to develop a relationship with somebody and know who to go to for the things that you need to get solved. So, um, but I do want to go back a moment to the snakes because that is certainly a, um, hot topic for a lot of people because people are scared and you know you always hear people say oh the first thing that you always hear on social media when people say what kind of snake is this you say it'd be a dead snake if it were at my house you know (laughs) that's like the number one response and everybody thinks it's hilarious and they do the emojis with the lols and all that but it's that's not always the best solution when somebody does see a snake walk me through what they should do now it has to be a nuisance to them for them to actually have to activate a, a solution, right? I mean, if it's just not bothering you, just like the one that we had at our house, and I won't say who was trying to kill it, but it wasn't me, and <laughs> it was simply going to the backyard. Mm-hmm. But tell me when it, it, it becomes an issue for most people, you know, and where you're having to be called out. Because if somebody just has a rat snake in their yard, what are you going to do, you know? Well, open uh, open trapping of any kind, uh, you know, people call a, a lot of times in the summer, well, there's a big old snake in my backyard, we're having a cookout, can you come out? Well, if you can't keep eyes on him until mm-hmm. I get there, then you're going to pay you're going to pay for an hour worth right. of search and whether we find anything or not, okay? Right. So Outside trapping in situations like that. Do you get a, a burger, though, even if you can't find it? Do they give you a hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get something out of the uh, trail. We pick up a check. <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> exactly. But here's the thing. We get calls all the time, you know, where homeowners, uh, well, I was trying to trap this possum, and I got a skunk. Can you come get him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, they don't like the price, and we're going to keep the trap. But typically, we don't normally do that. But that's part of the problem with the homeowners uh-huh. trapping is that, they, they're trying to trap a raccoon or a possum. All of a sudden, they get a skunk or something they don't want, and they don't know what to do with it. You know, uh, that's, that's why they shouldn't do it, actually. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, certainly, I guess, I mean, in Tennessee especially, I mean, people are trapping those things probably for pets in some areas of East Tennessee. I'm joking. But, but, I mean, they really could be. Um, but I just, I'm not in the business of trapping varmints. You know, yeah. that's just not me. So it just depends on your expertise level. Well, the nuisance snake is when it makes it into your structure, okay? And the reason they're in your structure is because you have a a food source. Right. It could be bats. It could be flying squirrels. It could be gray squirrels. I didn't even think about that. It could be uh, mice, rats, uh, voles. It could be a a lot of different things. Uh, We find snake skins in attics where they're up there eating bats and flying squirrels, uh, you know, so. And they get up into the attic. You bet. Listen, people don't think they. If I saw a snake in my attic, I tell you right now, I would, I would, (laughs) I would die through the wall. The for sale sign would be out in the front yard. (laughs) A lot of people don't think they can climb a vertical wall. 
but yeah. you know on a on a, a rock or a brick type wall where they can get a little traction mm -hmm. they can climb a vertical wall to get to where they want to go that's wow. incredible yeah so that's here's the mark when you think about you know in the attic right so you've got a source of whether that be squirrels or mice or whatever you you got two problems now right i mean that's potentially right. you, exactly you, right. you're going to have the predator prey situation so you're going to have national geographic right in your attic right so you yeah. know rather than calling a film crew to to actually film the situation you need to call michael that's so right. what happens when somebody calls you you come out and do an assessment. Do you do like a consultation? How does that work um, for people that are thinking, "Oh, I need this guy"? You know? Oh, absolutely. We do it. We do a, uh, an evaluation uh, from the uh, footers all the way to to the attic. Okay. Mm -hmm. We we inspect the the entire structure. Mm -hmm. um, then we're going to propose to the uh, the customer what it's going to take to solve the problem, um, and we treat scent and odor. Um, you know, it's. Um, it's kind of like a, 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 an animal walking behind another animal that's, uh, that's urinated in your yard, your dog or something. They, they go over there and pee in the same spot mm -hmm. uh, type situation because uh, and, and they, they, it's, it's a scent. Mm -hmm. And if you don't address the scent and the odor and decontaminate a lot of waste, uh, depending on what you may have up there, if you've got raccoons, things of that nature, they just go all over the place. They don't care. Flying squirrels have community latrines. A lot of people don't even know they have until they see what? a little spot on the ceiling. Yeah, they're, they're probably the most intelligent animals. That Which we, ones have that? The flying squirrels. The flying squirrels, okay. They all go to the same place to, to do their business, okay? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, then, then all of a sudden you see a spot on the ceiling. A lot of people don't even know that they, they have them uh, because they're out at night. They leave just at dusk dark, and they're out. At, they're nocturnal, so they come back in the morning. And they can cohabitate with gray squirrels. Uh, but uh, it's something about these gnawers and chewers that you have in your attic that uh, people need to be very aware of because you can ignore it if you want. Oh, we've been hearing that for the last couple of years, a little noise up there. But these guys love to chew on electrical wires. And mm -hmm. if they chew into an electrical wire and ignite themselves and burn your house down, 98% of the insurance companies in this country will not pay for it because they hold you personally responsible because Whoa. it's negligence. And right now, the, your, insurance, uh, the, uh, your insurance companies are gobbling up uh, uh, arson investigators from uh, fire departments all over the country. Why? Economy goes into a slump a little bit. You know, things get tight. People want to burn their house down. And they are looking. And they're going to find the source of that fire. And if they deem that to be a, a rodent issue, they hold you personally responsible for the replacement cost. I had cost no of that idea. House. Yes, sir. But that's amazing. First of all, a few things that are flashing through my mind: that a, they can actually identify the source of a rodent chewing on a wire after the house is burned down. That shows you the um, amazing sort of technology that these folks they, must have. I don't know do. how it works. They do. But then also, you know, gosh, it, that would certainly push the importance level of having your situation addressed because hey that you know why do they chew on wires there's something about the, the is it the electrical current no, it's it, it's their incisors if you've mm -hmm. ever looked at the skull of a rodent the inside the no, incisors are, are their, their teeth are not like they don't grow straight down it is a, a round tooth and it continues to grow, okay? And if they don't continue to whittle and keep those things whittled down, they'll get to a point where they can't eat. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. So that's what they have to do. So a lot of people say, well, I hear this scratching up there in the attic. Well, it's not scratching. Mm. It's chewing. It's, it, they're, they're gnawing. That's what they have to do. So That's uh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, and that's uh, all rodents? That's all rodents, yes. Mm-hmm. 
uh, mm-hmm. squirrels, I mean, all the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, your beaver, I mean, you know, anything that's got big incisors, mm-hmm. those things continue to grow and they have to continue to keep them whittled down. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, so the consultation, you'll come and you'll go from the footers to the attic, you'll yep. give them an assessment. Um, but what normally precipitates a call would be that there's some sort of smell, there's chewing, there's scratching, noise. there's yeah. noise and things like that. So you'll be able to go, because some people, I'm certain people realize this, but you might have the creatures in the attic, but the source of the problem may be actually, like the, the avenue, how they get there, may actually be on the bottom part of the... Could very well be, because right. once they make it into that wall structure, you know, uh, that wall cell, I mean, uh, most of the time there's openings where they put, uh, you know, drilled holes for uh, wiring and things of that nature. They'll find their way into the attic. Right. Uh, the other thing is shrubs and trees around the house. Uh, you know, we, get, we start looking at a structure, and you've got limbs hanging over that uh, that roof, those have to go. They need to be mm-hmm. at least six foot, cut back six foot away from the uh, the structure mm-hmm. uh, because all you're doing is giving them a highway up there. Right. Interstate I-40 down the side That's of right. your house, buddy, mm-hmm. is what it is. Yep. And a snake, he just now told you guys that all he needs is a little bit of traction and he'll be right up inside your wall looking for not you unless you smell like a rodent. Mm-hmm. Which that could be the guy. I'm just kidding. He's looking for the source, the food source, because that's just how God made them. That's right. You know, and that's all they do. Guys, we're going to continue this conversation right here on the Housing Hour. Join us right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, it's Kevin Ray here. Um, This show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. You can learn more about Mortgage Investors Group at MIGonline.com. You can also call and uh, get connected with a trusted advisor at 1-800-489-8910. And MIGonline.com, you can find the office nearest you. So we're continuing our conversation today uh, with Michael Harris with uh, Wildlife Solutions. And we're talking about, wow, a lot of things as it relates to um, the wildlife that, you know, East Tennessee has a lot of wildlife. Mm -hmm. We built, he mentioned it, we sort of build our homes in a forest and, you know, it's expected that there's going to be some issues. It's almost as if, you know, humans have, um, really invaded the wildlife's territory, you know, and I mean, that's true to some extent, but, you know, God intended for us to cohabitate at some level. And, you know, we have to understand, and we haven't even got into a lot of the things that I wanted to get into. One of those was, you know, about the fact that you can't just go killing uh, bats, for instance. Why don't you actually touch on that for a moment? Because we've had people in the past explain that, and I think it's fascinating because they're a protected species. And are there other protected species? I mean, are they protecting the groundhogs? Uh, no, <laughs> Mr. Whistlepig is not protected, yeah. but your bats certainly Can are. Can you say that on the air? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, your bats certainly are protected. It is a federal uh, uh, protection, and uh, you cannot harass them uh, or do anything to them, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so they're on the no-call list? Absolutely, <laughs> and, and there's only certain times of the year that you can actually eradicate them from your structure. So 
you know, right now we, we've had jobs backed up all summer, people calling with bats, but you can't touch them between May 1st and August 1st because they have babies on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, called a pup season, and uh, they carry the babies on them, okay? They hang on to the mama. And uh, then uh, it, when the weather gets... I'm sorry, but you make it sound like they're cute, but they're not cute. I'm well, just they're just... A, they're, you know, and they're, they're, they're really neat. They're fascinating. They're just a, a, a miniature version of the mom and daddy. I mean, they're not like a lot of uh, newborn, uh, you know, uh, animals. Right. I mean, they're just a miniature bat, uh, mm-hmm. and they're hanging on to, to their mama. Um, but in the wintertime, they go into pretty much a, a deep sleep or a hibernation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they don't go to the bathroom or anything. They're just kind of uh, comatose. And um, you cannot harass them then either. You can't touch them. These are federally protected species, um, and um, we're ex- experts at getting rid of them. We're probably, in, in our opinion, we're probably the best in the area. Uh, TWRA likes us, uh, you know, our customers. But, you know, going back to, um, oh, let me say this about bats. Kind of interesting. A lot of people don't realize that 70% of their uh, diet are, are moths. Hmm. Wow. You ever wonder why they have a mouthful of teeth? Yeah. yeah, I've always actually If they're eating that. just mosquitoes, okay, <laughs> it's because moths are the biggest portion of their diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that's why they have the teeth. Wow. Um, but uh, the guano is very nasty. It uh, carries a lot of disease with what it. What is the, that? That's, that's the, the poo, oh, all right? Uh, they okay. call it guano. And Does it have left, what would you call it, lefted? Well, the, you can actually get, uh, you can get uh, uh, histoplasmosis uh, from that. You can actually, uh, in close quarters, can actually contract rabies uh, from the fumes inhaling wow. uh, that. When we go up to do the waste removal, we, we don hazmat out, uh, hazmat uh, uh, uniforms and full respirator gear. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really nasty. So what's your period that you can eradicate these out of an attic? Uh, early spring, as soon as they start flying, as soon as you, know, you start seeing activity, uh, when they start coming out of uh, hibernation. And then um, uh, starting May 1st, you can't touch them because of the pups and uh, can't do anything with them until August 1st. When you do touch them, <laughs> is it like a love tap? I mean, how are you getting them out of there? How do you do we don't, that? We, you, you actually you, can't, right? You well, actually scare to, them out? Well, used to we had to funnel them into a bucket, but uh, we, uh, TWRA changed that a few years back. Uh, you had to create a funnel and actually, uh, you know, catch them. Um, now we can actually construct a one-way valve or funnel that uh, allows them to go out, but not allowed, they can't get back in. Mm-hmm. And their gray matter isn't big enough to figure out how to get back in, uh, you know, once they come out. So, but you have to find the hole they're getting in. Oh, we do. Oh, and, and that's real obvious because you're going to see the droppings on the ground, and it's going to be vertical. As soon as, they, as soon as they come out, they'll drop three or four feet to get flight. And that's when they're going to, a lot of times that's when they're going to poo, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're going to see that around garage doors. If you've got a gable above that, uh, anywhere that you see it around the air conditioner units, you're going to see this, uh, this accumulation of, uh, of uh, poop. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's how you identify where they're coming out. Well, so then you're going to see at the top, you know, when they go in, you'll see dirty areas. It's just body oils and things of that nature, uh, you know, but... Uh, uh, and then we, we'll go into the structure in the attic to see if we can see the colony and see exactly what we're dealing with. We'll do a bat watch. We have mm-hmm. to do a bat watch to get an idea because only about a third to maybe a half of them actually go out every night. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you do you know, ever have any problems with Robin? While you're up there in the cave, <laughs> with Robin. <laughs> uh, no, haven't seen, haven't seen Robin. Okay, but no, seriously though, when you are that would be a prowler. <laughs> when you go up there, I mean, what's a what's a normal size colony? Um, well, it can range anywhere from a dozen to three or four hundred. I mean, seriously? Oh, absolutely. And is that a, a West Knoxville problem home? It, what's the average? 
we're, we're dealing with one now that uh, the, the pile of guano outside where they're coming out. to their And to guano their, is not guacamole, friends. That is not guacamole. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even look like it. So uh, um, it, the pile just where they're coming out is probably about that deep at the corner of the chimney on the ground. How long have they been wow. letting this they, go? Or they've been there for quite some time. Okay. Uh, they, they bought the house and then doing some remodeling on it and what have you. Uh, we treated it with bio uh, here back in the, in the summer. Uh, just uh, on the scent and uh, uh, couldn't eradicate them or anything and, until uh, the pup season was lifted. But uh, uh, there's probably, there's at least two to 300 in that colony, I would say. I mean, I guess for those that are listening, you might not agree at all with the pup season sort of um, period where you can't touch them. <clears throat> and I sort of don't understand it. Maybe you could help me understand it more. Why are these protected again? I mean, I realize that they're, I mean, they're serving a pur- purpose. Do we have an overrun of moths or something? You know, I, that's a question <laughs> the federal government uh, would have to answer. I can't tell you, but the, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, has deemed them uh, as being a protected species. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, and people, it's a nuisance for people. I think they're fascinating. I, if, if I had them in my home, I promise you my, my wife would make us move out until it was <laughs> out of the season. But I get what you're saying. And, and that's a specialty. Again, if you're out there, you have some issues with bats. Number one, you, don't, you need to know the law. Because is there criminal? They're criminal. Well, is, I mean, is it you know, listen. You know, if if you were in your home and you know, and you you did something to harass them or what have you, I mean, chances of uh, anybody finding out unless they were looking at you, right. they may not know. You're going right. to know, right? Uh, and uh, and you're going to have a lot of dead bats on the ground outside, probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, the best thing to do, like I say, because a scratch. These these little guys, the teeth are so sharp they could bite you, and you may not even know it. Mm. Okay. And once you start showing signs of rabies, go ahead and make your final arrangements because there's no cure. Mm. And the cost for rabies shots, the series, um, if you have insurance, there's I think no, it's a there's couple no of cure. You, you're leading me to think that you that there's no cure. There's death coming. Well, yes. If, if you start showing symptoms, there is no cure. So if oh. even a scratch from a toenail in one of these guys, you need to get to the hospital, and you're going to go through the series and. It's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Very. A lot less expensive than remediating very. and following the rules. If, in fact, you do get bit by one, it is you need to make the arrangements. I did realize, I didn't know this, but Costco actually sells um, caskets at a very good price. They, 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 <laughs> Just they, so they, you know. Yeah. They're the number one casket selling distributor in the whole country. No but idea. if you ever have contact with one, guys, get to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, you, just, you know, you're, you're, you're just playing. Yeah, I mean, I make it fun, but sure. it's a very serious sure. issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the other thing, too, Mark, because, I mean, we've, we had this. We dealt with um, mice, uh, you know, when we first moved into the house. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, you got to keep the food. You know, it's all about the food. It's, that's not always necessarily the case. You can have a very clean home, and the mice still, um, if they can gain access they're looking for water they're looking for things like that right Talk well, to well about absolutely that. they're looking for places to bed up especially in the winter time or the farmer has a you know bush hog to field uh, you know down the street from you or across it from you i mean they're going to scatter mm-hmm. and a lot of times they're just looking for cover these guys are, are so ingrained in their dna that they're not going to run across an open field if they don't have to they follow perimeters and so that's when they find an opening they just hop in amazing well i, I can't believe that we're all we're down to our last segment so we have one last segment with you um it's been a very interesting show to say the least i tell you what you get into talking about these things and it's amazing because god's 
fingerprints are all over <laughs> all of this. Yes, sir. And you know, you, uh, you want to understand it, but it's amazing just to kind of see the creation that God has yes. and, and how we can live within it. You know, God said we had dominion over animals. And so we need to take that um, responsibility seriously. And having those responsibilities means, you know, following certain policies and procedures. Um, it's called the Bible. No, I mean, it's called talking right. with Michael and he can help walk you through taking care of some of these issues. So come back with us right after these messages. One last segment with Michael. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour, and we are advocating not talking to strangers. You need to speak with somebody that you know 100% of the time. Um, thank you guys for uh, stepping into the Housing Hour again with us, and um, we're concluding a show today. We're talking about wildlife solutions and how you can um, help take care of issues that are in your home that, as it relates to wildlife, and Michael has been with us for the hour, and uh, we certainly appreciate that. If you don't mind, give people your contact information and how they can get in touch with you. Uh, yeah, that's uh, 865-322-9690 on the phone number. And our website is crittertruck.com, crittertruck.com. And we've got a lot of information on there Great about website. a lot of different animals. And uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, uh, taking a look at it, and uh, maybe it'll give you some help. But if you, if you certainly need us, uh, uh, call us anytime. We're, our phones are on, uh, you know, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if we don't catch your call, we will call you back. Just, just hold tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very busy time of the year for us right now. We're, uh, we're running and gunning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and we mentioned off air a little bit, you know, we try to educate on the housing hour, which I feel like we've done a pretty good job of. We need to have you back because there's plenty more to talk about. But in addition to the education part, we also try to offer, hey, you know what? He's here to help. Uh, you know, he's actually for hire here in East Tennessee. He's busy right now, but he's also a very pro- a professional person. Mark has experience with him. So uh, we certainly endorse his business. Um, but for one, for you out there who were thinking, well, gosh, I mean, what am I going to do? I got this problem. I don't want to deal with it. You know, you mentioned the guys out there in West Knoxville. The bats have been there for a long time. Um, you know, people just want to say, oh, that's been up there for years. They're not bothering anybody. Well, it, it could be. So, or they think it's going to be too expensive to deal with. I can't deal with it. And what was the phrase that you said that was perfect about the cost? It's never going to be a better, what did you say? Well, when you've got, you've got wildlife or animals in your structure, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your situation is never going to be better than it is right now because the, the conditions are going to continue to deteriorate right. the longer they're there. Right. Yes, absolutely. And, and the, the conditions, what he's speaking to is we just talked about, you know, the predator prey situation, the scent, you got snakes that want the waste. The waste is the biggest. And yeah. obviously yeah. you, you, you just now laid out a couple of diseases that I think that what was the diseases that you can get from the bats? Well, histoplasmosis. Histop- I mean, yeah, you, you can get, I don't want you that. Get, you can get lepto. <laughs> you can get a lot of uh, upper respiratory uh, uh, stuff from them. But uh, like I said, you can also and you can go to TWRA's uh, website, and uh, you can see where they've got any, that, you know, just inhaling of the fumes from that stuff in a closed uh, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could contract rabies. Uh, just uh, and your and pets, it, your pets. I mean, think about that. Well, your yeah. pets could Listen, get involved. Listen, we, we've had customers had dogs die, and they couldn't figure out why. 
and it's because the guano on the ground out back and mm. where the dogs were walking through and like I say keep in mind if you're letting those dogs out and they walk through it and they, then you let them in the house and they hop up in your lap you are just as susceptible to any of those diseases that mm-hmm. the animal is carrying as, as your dog is. But yeah. I have to say that mm-hmm. dogs are great to have in the backyard. When yes. I had a dog in the backyard, I never had wildlife problems in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. But at my dog, I, my, she, she left us, mm-hmm. and uh, all of a sudden, I've got a groundhog and a bunch of other stuff. That's right. You yeah. need to get a new dog. That's <laughs> what you need to do. I, I think you I'd need a labradoodle. <laughs> That's what he I'm, needs. I'm pretty sure I just want to put up with a groundhog because I can pay to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, we're coming up against um, the end of the show and so do you have any closing um, words that you'd like to tell our listeners well guys just uh, don't ignore uh, you know situations like that if you hear see or smell uh, have any idea that you've got other things living in your structure mm-hmm. give us a call $65 is our evaluation fee and I guarantee you you're going to get more info you're going to get a lot more than $65 worth of information uh, mm-hmm. as we walk around your structure and point out things to you mm-hmm. and what it's going to take to solve your problem um, you know I have a partner Chris Raglan uh, Chris is a wealth of knowledge and probably one of the best in the business out there uh, you know just uh, uh, just on top of his game Mm -hmm. Uh, we try to treat your home like it's ours we apply the golden rule in everything that we do Mm -hmm. we love god's creatures and all his animals and we treat them just as humanely as we possibly can in in helping to solve your problem Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, when we do get rid of your problem and seal it up and do the exclusion uh, you know, we'll give you a five-year warranty on a frame structure that's, that's transferable with the uh, with the home. Uh, we don't uh, we don't warrant uh, cabins or uh, condos and commercial properties, but mm-hmm. uh, just because of the size and the way they're constructed. But yeah. uh, you know, five-year warranty that uh, nothing's going to breach our seal ups. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been very informative. And guys, make sure you check out our website and visit his site. Contact him today. Thank you for joining us on the Housing Hour. We'll see you next week. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.